Welcome back to another glorious episode of A Spirited Debate. The crew have dusted off the glasses, dropped in some ice, and pulled the corks, and we are ready, as always, to pour a few drinks and find a way to rattle each other's cages. Follow if that's your thing, like if you want. Fuck it, we're just happy you're listening, and that's all that matters to us. So as our sound guy cues up the music, grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and join us for... Just skip over. I'm trying to contribute to the discussion. It would be wrong. They would absolutely 100% be wrong. If you thought that our debates were going to be any different, then jokes on you. I thought you'd get better. And you guys came with the same shit. We are on our way. I'm I'm double fisting, actually. Um, So I thought that was on Friday night. Dad always says you never get better by playing people worse than you. It ain't going to so, take somebody long to get bingo so, here. Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap this present <laughs> so, uh, and let the I, debate begin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, welcome back to another episode of A Spirited Debate. Same wonderful crew, different fucking topic. Are you ready? Let's get started. Gentlemen, how you doing? Oh, well. Yeah, Beach King. Really good. Good evening. <laughs> what, what was... <laughs> Is that the sound you make when you walk the dog? <laughs> no, it's yes. more it's the dolphin. Uh, I, I don't know why I suddenly had this this flash of Deadpool when he's face down on the bed at the beginning. <laughs> nope, nope, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Uh, another episode. Uh, I'm excited about this topic. I know I threw it out late this week, but it has been something. We have taking liquor and leagues out of the equation. We have not done a sports show since the very first episode when we covered sports in a COVID era. So I thought it was about time we cycled back to something sports related. Something for me that is kind of near and dear to my heart. And on some level, I know it, it has a place in all of y'all's hearts. So I thought this was going to be a perfect topic. But before we jump into that and we give it away, let's go ahead and jump into our drinks. Let the bartender come in here. What is everybody drinking today? Mac, you're on vacation. Let's start with you, brother. Yeah, so um, I stopped by the local liquor store here uh, at Folly Beach in South Carolina and picked up a couple of the uh, local flavors. Uh, So what I'm going with today is an offering from Hilton Head Distillery. It's their Bananas Foster Banana Flavored Rum. Um, Mm. Basically, yeah, it's as good as it sounds. Uh, On their website, a lot of great uh, recipes to use with it. Unfortunately, you know, being away from home, I didn't have a lot of uh, the mixers I might need to do that. So I wasn't going to repurchase a whole bunch of stuff. So I just poured a little bit in with some uh, heavy cream to give it a little bit of a heft. And it's, it's pretty tasty. It's very much dessert in a glass. Somebody Uh, starting with dessert going to ruin your dinner. I'm okay with that. It's that darn good. Uh, Real banana. Banana E. Banana E. Banana hammock. What? There actually is a drink on their website called the banana hammock. Um, (laughs) It's got a little bit, it's not overpowering, but it does have a little bit of the banana flavor because obviously it's bananas foster. Um, Look, I'm that guy when I buy a box of runts candies, I always eat the fucking bananas first. I, I love bananas. I, I, I enjoy like the flavor. Then. All right, cool. Um, and and so it's not as a, a drink of any particular ilk. You just made this up yourself. I just yeah, again, it's what I had. So I, I you know I tried the tried the rum just by itself it was pretty good. But then I was like, eh, you know, let me just pour a little bit of cream in with it, and 
uh, stir it up and just like I said, give it a little bit of volume. There you go. So, uh, Fantastic. All right. Really makes it, makes it good. Nothing like hitting the local, the local distilleries and cashing in on the local flavors. Oh yeah, for Definitely sure. Works. Uh, awesome. All right. Lionel Grinchy. <laughs> what are you, <laughs> Hello. What are you drinking? Oh no. Different Lionel. Dancing uh, on the seat. Okay. So, so since our, we're on a different day, uh, I'm trying to adhere to, you know, maybe not going over the top all weekend long, but, uh, so <laughs> this is actually, it's a mindful mule made by spirity cocktails and it's a non-alcoholic version, uh, kind of made from like a tea base or something. Got it on a whim seeing, you know, and, and, and <clears throat> they've got some other flavors, but, uh, it, we, we have jokingly referred to it as the LaCroix of like a liquor drink, you know, like a hint of a hint of lime, you know? okay. <laughs> like, uh, like you put a water bottle next to a fruit stand and hope to pick up some flavor. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to ask <laughs> where the fuck is Grinch and what did you do with him? <laughs> it's a different day. It's a different I, day. I, I and, I may, and, I, and I'm, I'm thinking oh. I'm going to go work out today. Oh, and, you're thinking, you're, you know, you're thinking. We, we were up really late playing some Warzone. Yeah. <laughs> Not very well. <laughs> Who's driving? I don't know. <laughs> not been drinking driving. enough. That's the problem. Yeah. Ooh, well, I don't uh, think that was the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could tell you were drinking, but I was just like, yeah. Like I said, anytime I was like, all right, who's driving this thing? It's like you are, and you're like, no, I'm not. I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> Son of a. When did that happen? Every game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So going a little light today. Okay. Yep. Don't want to get carried away. Yeah, you know, mixing it up. Pussy. Haas, what about you, brother? What are you drinking today? Diplomatica, three fingers oh. over ice, over an ah. ice cube. Went to the rum. That's it. Went to the, the rum. Good felt rum. Like a, felt, yeah, felt like a Long nice, rum. chill rum. Ain't nothing wrong with that. kind of day. Yep. All right. There we we go. got two rums and what's effectively flavored water so far. Okay. I mean. Yeah. A, a hint of a hint of not. <laughs> We're yeah. making progress. Yeah. Or you can call it the La- Lacroix La- La- of <laughs> liquor drinks if you want to feel fancy as fuck. It was sitting next. It was sitting next <laughs> to a liquor bottle. Who's the feisty bitch? Who's the feisty bitch? All right, so I, I will wrap it up. So I've been wanting to try this, and I know Haas, you, you and I, I mentioned this to you earlier. It was one of these that I've I've heard about. I've never had the chance to try, but I, I finally ordered some, and it came in this week. So I decided to go ahead and break it out for this show when I have so many others in the cabinet that are still unopened. But I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. So I ordered a bottle of Anal's Envy. Wait a minute. Angel's Envy. I apologize. <laughs> a bottle of Angel's Envy um, and decided I was going was gonna to try that this weekend. So I am doing an Angel's Manhattan, which was simply just the Angel's Envy, a little bit of sweet vermouth, mix it up over some ice, stir it up, strain it into a cocktail glass. And then just drop in a cocktail cherry and go to town. So that's all I'm doing. Something simple. Fine but, choice. Yeah. So What's I, the verdict? I, I tried the I tried the the envy by itself. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Very smooth. Definitely something I could see myself just pouring over ice and drinking. Yep. Um, I figured just being here, I didn't want. I, I don't have your constitution, Haas. Just going straight. That's rare for me. I generally try to mix with something. And in this case, I just mixed it with another alcohol and, and vermouth. But yeah, it's not bad. And it's, it's actually an easy drink. So I do like it. I think it was definitely a win for me to order this and get this. So nice. this, this may be something. 
I may be yes. going back to the well on this one. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And also Angels hard Manhattan. to find around here. Yeah, hard to find a lot of places. Yeah, <clears throat> Eagle Rare and Angels Envy are too difficult. <clears throat> oh yeah, even the Buffalo Trace has been hard tough, to find. Tough to come by. Yeah, I, I mean, I obviously I have less of an issue than at least two of you in North Carolina. I have less of an issue of getting kind of those mainstream things, but this was one I I been wanting to try and so when it came available i was like i'm doing it let's just see yeah it's got to be regional though because you know sadly even on vacation i stopped into a couple liquor stores um because you know that's just how we roll and uh (laughs) couldn't find it in south carolina either um you know when i stopped so you know you're pulling into the liquor store and the the wife's giving you side eye in the car like like, what the fuck are you doing Got a bunch of as long as it's not as long as it's next to a clothing store you're okay right good right go stay busy yeah exactly all right. Well, as always, I say cheers to you, gentlemen. Here's Salute. to a great show. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, How how's your good? rainwater? Yeah, yeah. How is it oh. good? Mm. Fresh. Mm. It's like drinking fucking rain. <laughs> Wait, did I drink anything? Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just poured it off to the side. This will be good. It'll be interesting to see how the direction of your sober grinch uh, yes kind, not, <laughs> not, not liking this at all not liking this at all <laughs> like i may have to at break time i may have to make a change no I, that's right. I, but that's okay call it audible <laughs> um all right so let's jump into our show so so the topic of the week was something for me uh, i think on some level we are all fans of international football and so something that i thought was interesting here in america was the big four sports leagues major league baseball national hockey league the national football league and the national basketball association have dominated for decades and so one of the things was kind of the institution of a major league soccer program here in the united states so i thought it would be interesting on this show for us just as as football aficionados to discuss mls where it's at how it competes against the other four major sports leagues, good or bad, the, the, the national football team here in America and how it competes worldwide, and just why there seems to be a lack of major enthusiasm for this sport. Now, that's not to say that there isn't diehard fans and that it doesn't have popularity. So I don't want people to think that's what we're saying. It's just why does it struggle to compete on the same level as the other major sports leagues when it is, when there's 4 billion people watching this sport worldwide, why is it in a country of 350 million and in an industrialized civilized country? Do we struggle to, to kind of elevate this sport it into that same kind of pantheon? niche sport right, right. In, in America. You're right. So, so that's the topic. We're going to discuss well, the, the, hold on. We're going to discuss the MLS and the national soccer team for, for America. Just as it relates to its, its popularity and growth here in America. But before I do that, I do want to ask three basic questions of all of you to kind of set the stage, if you will permit me. And I know I'm getting long-winded here. So it's a simple yes or no. We'll go around the room. Uh, Mac, in terms of, of, of verbiage, when I say football, I'm talking soccer. If I say American football, we're obviously talking about the American National Football League game. But for football, as it relates to this show, football is soccer. Mac, would you consider yourself a football aficionado? Either United States football or international football, but football in general. I'm a football fan. I don't know that I would say that I'm an aficionado. Okay, but a fan. Okay. Um, you know, certainly I think you know, something I picked up over the last 10 years to 15 years, a love for the game. But yeah. 
Okay. Something new, so not an aficionado. Gotcha. Uh, Haas, what about you? Would you consider yourself a, a fan, aficionado, something along those lines in terms of the game of football? I'm definitely a fan, for sure. I, okay. I've been to see the men's national team multiple times, the women's national team multiple times. Uh, we've obviously been to various football matches over the years together, um, and it's something I'm, I'm following over here as much as I can. I mean, this has been a, this has been a weird year. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, finding those grooves has been, has been a little bit harder, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, okay. grew up playing it, loved watching it when I was a kid, you know, um, and that's never changed. Cup. Yeah. I've been watching yeah. world cup steady every year since, you know, I don't know the early mid eighties. So yeah. Okay. Big fan. Huge fan. Uh, and Grinch, what about you? Fan aficionado, the game of football? Uh, I'm not sure I would even register as a fan. Oh, okay. um, and that's just being, you know, being honest with, no, no. You know, no, like I don't it. seek out games. I mean, I really don't even have live TV right now because once college football's done, I turn it off. <laughs> but um, get super stoked for the World Cup. And, right. You know, men's and women's, especially, right. you know, like, I mean, I, I love watching the U.S. women's team um, and seeing them succeed. But, yeah, otherwise, you'd have to tell me if a game was on because I just, I just don't actively don't follow seek it, it out. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, okay, so I will say for myself, I, I consider myself an aficionado, probably a step above fan. I've been following at least the English Premier League. I've been following that for decades. Men's national team, soccer here in America, I do I follow on some level. Um, so I would consider myself probably a, a bar, one step above, a rung above just being a kind of a fan. So my next question to all of you, uh, can you tell me when the Major League Soccer season occurs in the United States? from win to win can it without googling it can any three of you tell me yes or no I believe it starts in april this year so that would be a no because you just googled it or you knew that no that would be because i saw something about it the other day but, but by and large you don't know could, could i tell you every year when it starts no okay uh, i know when it's you know i mean i know when the games are on you obviously see the you know i look for the updates but i don't necessarily know when okay you know when That's it starts fine. and when it runs to i know it's during the summer and then my last it, it's it's actually from march to october but it was just a question because I'm trying to set the stage. And then my last question is, since its inception in 96, can any of you tell me either the winner of the very first Major League Cup in 96 or the most previous winner, the, the most current winner in 2020 without Googling it? The Seattle Sounders. Okay, there's one. Oh, I was just guessing because I knew the name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But this, uh, Haas, well, I will say, you? go ahead, Hoss. Well, can like you? I know Atlanta United won the lap in 2019. 18. Was it 18 they yeah. won? Yeah. Okay, wow. I can't believe it was two years ago. <laughs> yeah, this, this last year kind of has, has me disjointed with it all, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't I, mean, I, didn't even I didn't even watch a lot of the NFL this year. And, you know, I'm a huge NFL fan. So, okay. um, well, but no, I, your point is well made. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. I think we're yeah. fans on some level, and yet we struggle to even know the answers to those questions. Mac, by the way, it's not Seattle Sounders. Columbus Crew, uh, I believe, was the most recent winner. Seattle won in 2019. But uh, that's neither here nor there. DC United won in 96. I actually didn't know that. I had to Google that because I didn't know who the winners were, um, except for Atlanta United in, in 2018 because that was a huge one that, that the year they came out the previous year, did really well, and then came back and won. All of that to set the stage of, I think we're fans, and yet we don't even know shit about MLS. So I don't know what that says to the popularity of the sport as a whole. So now, please feel free to jump in. Well, and I will say, too, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, they're long gone now, but two, 
two, you know, playing in high school, two of the guys I played against went on to the MLS. So like initially, really? yeah, Josh okay. Wolf and he was with Chicago fire and I forget the other guy's name. Um, but, um, you know, so initially, you know, I was excited when the league got going and then it just never fit into priority. You know, I didn't prioritize it to follow it and watch it. And, right. and I think some of it was cause I wasn't affiliated with the team. Right. I mean, it's a similar thing for me in the NFL. It's kind of like, who do I, who yeah, do you I move around in your career, to, you know? So yeah. Yeah. It was Clint Mathis. That's right? who it was. Clint Mathis. Um, yeah. yeah. He actually, I, he played for the men's national team. I think it attended one or two World Cups, I thought. But, um, yeah, your point B, here's the thing. We also all – we all follow, like, the Bundesliga, La Liga, Series A, Premier League more than we do. And I think that's kind of one of the points you're making, too, is we're, we're more likely to follow that more than we are the MLS. Now, I will say that, <clears throat> you know, all of us being from the Atlanta area, I know, like, my father's still there, and he, he pretty religiously follows Atlanta United. Um, and has been, and I know I know quite a few people there that do, and they get a huge turnout. And maybe if we were still there, we might have gotten into that and, and kind of ridden that that wave. But I think part of it is, is at least for those of us that still follow on a regular basis, we've been classically conditioned to follow what we consider to be a more beautiful version of the beautiful game, a faster version. Uh, a, I think we agree, a different version of the game in terms of the way they play. Uh, because I would agree with that. There's something about that sport here in America. If you're a diehard fan, you follow it, no doubt. And it does have a following. But for some reason, in, in the consciousness of the whole of America, it still struggles to find roots. I don't know what that is. And this is something, and I, I was talking to family about this, and because my dad is a fan of the game. And it's like, why does this game struggle? And in his opinion, the game struggles because America is classically conditioned a certain way when it comes to sports look at major league baseball look at nfl right both of those are you make a play you stop everything resets you make a play you stop everything resets and so we're classically conditioned where we run a play for 10 15 seconds and then we reset everybody gets to take a breath we get we understand the play of the game you huddle you hike you run a play you stop and you do it again but with football with hockey uh, those are g games that don't stop basketball, all that often. And basketball, too, is constantly going. Yeah, and I, I yeah, joke. Yeah, it stops a little bit more, though, I think. Especially when you get in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, <laughs> yeah. it takes a fucking hour. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I think we're just, in terms of just the classic conditioning of people here in America, I think they need that. We see something, we register it, we stop. It allows us to reset. Well, the American football tends to span. move. Yeah, football tends to move so much faster that people are like, I, I don't. What the fuck is going on? I don't even understand what's happening. But you know that that can be good and bad, right? Because you know I, I've taken my daughter to a, an American football game and an international football game here, and by far she's been more interested in the international football game because it moves quicker. You know, th there isn't the the downtime of sitting there waiting. You know. Because especially if you're watching it live, you know, and you're, you're sitting there in person, that's right. a lot of dead time. Yeah. So now I'm sitting in a stadium, you know, for three hours. That, that's a long mm -hmm. time to be sitting there, you know, watching people, you know, do nothing. Yeah, there, um, there is a beauty to the fact that once that clock starts, it's 90 minutes, give or take, right? Plus right. 10, 15 minutes for halftime. But you know, it's like you're talking 100 minutes and it's done. 
Not not three fucking hours. MLB. You, same you can thing. plan your day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you well, it, it, and it's interesting. Um, I mean, it, it, it's certainly a combination of a number of things. But you know, if you just said straightforward, it's the action because you know, like we've been. You know, I think we've even gone to a game or two. Uh, not many together. So literally a game or two. Right. And if it's the pass is just going around, it's like do you, do you cheer? You know, like you, you tend to just sort of sit there and watch it. Um, and then if there's like a goal, then you cheer. Otherwise it's like, when do you cheer? But something like football, basketball, you get slam dunks, you know, that kind of thing that the, the crowd instinctively is into big fourth down stops, you know, whatever. Um, but it is ironic. It seems like for some reason that works for baseball and people are go are content because, you it. know, yeah. Cause you've got the, you know, the sound people who are like, getting the crowd chanting on like, uh, you know, it's three strike or it's two strikes, see if you can strike right. them out or, you know, you get the home runs. But I mean, I've been to a game where it was seven innings with no score. And I was like, this is awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> this is boring as shit. <laughs> yeah. And again, is, is every football game going to be exciting? No, there are, there are moments, there are uh, flares of excitement, but I don't think 90 minutes is always going to be exciting. And I, it's one of those things where, I mean, you go to a football game and your team's fucking losing. Like we've gone and seen the Gators, Mac, and we're getting yeah, beat go, by fucking go watch Vanderbilt. The New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns. Right. And tell me how exciting Find that excitement. game is going to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Browns. Well, the Browns. Browns I was going to say. Yeah. All right. Fine. <laughs> they're a game two away from Super Bowl over there. But your point. Yeah, you get my point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and you run into that, you know, obviously, you know, with international football as well. Um, teams that, you know, are obviously better than others. Uh, one one thing I found interesting in, in kind of researching on this, and yes, I I did go Grinch's method, did a little bit of research on nice. on the topic. Okay. Um, uh, an article I read brought up a good point. You know, again, it's back to the conditioning of the American society that you know we like to be number one as a country. <laughs> we like to be number the best in everything, and clearly, we have a long way to go as a country to be on the same level as some of the other countries. In football, you know, obviously, you know, American football in the NBA, um, actually, even in the NBA, though, we've fallen off the, the stage a little bit um, recently. Um, but you look at the four major sports in America, we are typically, you know, most of the players are American and we are usually the best at those sports. Clearly, we are not the best at football. Unless it's and, hockey like, and you're Canadian or Russian. Well, well I mean, yeah. like like uh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is a huge football fan, uh, international football fan. Uh, Kobe Bryant was an was enormously huge. huge. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, and those are for not two phenomenally great athletes who love that sport. Imagine if they had actually gone and played that instead of football and you know American football and basketball, respectively. I mean, that's yeah. one of the problems we have is we don't have the best top athletes going into playing football slash soccer. And the reason for that, I think, is the average salary for the MLS is fifty thousand dollars a year. I love that you where, both just brought that up because where's I was the going draw, there. right? To you know, a young kid to say, you know, and, and granted, obviously, we know the statistics of you know making it to the professionals. That's you know a whole other discussion. But you know, if you're going to look at saying, you know, do I want to play football or do I want to play American football slash NBA, whatever, right. where I can make you know millions. You know, I mean, I think even the league minimum in American football is, you know, six, seven hundred thousand dollars. I don't know the exact number, but I'm just I throwing can it out. I tell you. 
it's more than fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I actually you're, you're that. not bagging groceries in the off no. season. Yeah, um, I, I googled that statistic. So the NFL fifty three player roster, the minimum in twenty nineteen, because these are all twenty nineteen numbers. If you don't ever fucking step foot on the field, you're making four hundred ninety five thousand in the NFL. Yes, please. In the NBA, uh, in the NBA, fifteen players per roster, league minimum five hundred eighty two thousand. MLB five hundred fifty five thousand. NHL, 650,000. Those are all league minimums. If you never fucking step foot on a court, a rink, a field, nothing. And like Mac, you said, MLS, 56,250. Now, what's that, even that's fucking... That's the average, not right, the minimum. <laughs> what's even fucking worse is the National... Or the, uh, yeah, the National Women's Soccer League, their 2019 average, 16,538. And we know how they compete worldwide. Right. They fucking dominate. Yet they make 16,000 to start. That's fucking insane, in my opinion. It's an abomination. You know, and, and back to the, I, I, I saw the article you were talking about, Mac, and I, I completely agreed with that first point. Uh, is it the one that's like the six reasons? That's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, I, I, I'm I, just I, as good as Grinch. I that's love right. It. That's right. It's also Google. the first one that comes up when you Google. So oh, it makes it easy. <laughs> yeah. I, I am okay, one. I'm tab, just as lazy as Grinch. On, one tap deep. You're just as good as Grinch within those first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but the. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we don't like the fact that we're not the best. I agree with that. And it, and it isn't our sport. Like, we didn't bring it to the table. Right. It feels like, you know, it feels like we got into it because it's like, man, I guess this is kind of a big Everybody's deal. doing like, it. So we we're should, just – Yeah, this World <laughs> Cup thing, we should probably take it seriously, you know. So we're ego Yeah, That's sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? And, and I, I think, you know, mo- like you talk about the elite athletes – most times when you hear elite athlete, it's some combination of the big three sports, you know, right. or like, oh, they're just as good on the hard court as they are, you know, like a receiver who also plays basketball, you know, great hand skills because they complement. Or we've certainly seen, you know, somebody like a Kyler Murray, you know, who could have gone NFL or um, or uh, baseball. Right. Patrick Mahomes is the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, and, and a lot of that probably comes from just – top to bottom, you know, as a parent, you feel like you're more in tune with those sports. Like you have something to contribute and maybe the, maybe one or the other parent played, you know? And so it, it just generationally, you know, and I mean, we know how important high school football is to some of these smaller towns. Like, right. you know, people talk about it. So my suspicion is where I was going with that is I think, we're still like now getting into the generations where parents grew up playing the game and they want to see their kid play it, you know, because they feel like they, they can contribute. Like our kids, kids will probably be because they, they've kind of grown up more around the game. Um, So then, you know, they're going to instill that on their children. Possible. Right. You know, and, and, you know, another, you know, again, another topic we could take it. Thor, you and I have talked about this, you know, you look at all the issues with concussions um, as far as, you know, American football, you know, is that going to drive parents, you know, and I think we've seen it already, you know, putting their children into golf, golf. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, in, in, football, in football, yeah, slash soccer, games. football slash soccer actually has more concussion issues than American football does. From it's like just heading on the ball and stuff. But yeah, don't hitting the ball. And, and, and when you go for jump ups, <clears throat> players colliding, colliding and hitting their right. heads into each other. I think I just saw a thing where the Premier League is actually going to allow for concussion 
uh, substitutions. That it's not going to take away from their substitutions anymore. Oh, okay. But they have to designate that uh, obviously this person has gone through protocols and they are, in fact, there's an issue mm-hmm. to sub. That ah, would make sense. Uh, real okay. quick, another stat, which I think drives the point home that we were trying to make in terms of getting top talent, salary cap, which I, I Googled and I thought, holy fuck, this is a huge one. Salary cap for the NFL, $198.2 million per team. NBA, 198, or $109 million per team. NHL, 81.5 million. Now, the MLB has no cap. The highest team, LA Dodgers, 195 million. Cleveland Indians, 36.5. They were the lowest team. MLS, 4 million. Now, the MLS fields 30 players on a roster, and they only get 4 million. Now, in 2007, when David Beckham joined the league, they actually put in what's called the Beckham rule for designated players. So that means every team is required to uh, adhere to the $4 million salary cap, but they are allowed three exclusive players who have no salary cap on their team. So only three players. Everybody else is required to be under that, that minimum. But again, when you're talking NFL, almost $200 million and MLS, $4 million, like that's a huge discrepancy. And Mac, what you're saying is how do you drive talent to a league when that's all you have to work with? And and part of that comes back to, you know, the article that, you know, Grinch and I were were referencing, you know, they make a point of it's advertising. You know, if I'm a business, you know, where, where do I, where am I going to spend my money to advertise? Right. You know, and without advertising dollars, it's hard to, you know, raise those salary caps uh, up to a higher level. So, you know, how do you, how do you adjust, or, or you know, I guess the question also is, should you adjust advertising in, in you know, MLS? Yeah, the TV- Obviously, it's, it's working fine in international football. They, you know, they seem to yeah. have the highest salary caps of some yeah, of the Leon, teams. Lionel Messi's making $92 million a year. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Right, see, and that I just don't understand how you live on that. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, you evade your taxes, apparently. So apparently. I don't know. Um, but that, to me, like you look at those stats and you go, no wonder talent's not, not being driven to the MLS. That's why, and Mac, you and I have joked about this for years. You get players like uh, Z's, Ibrahimovic, you know, Thierry Henry, Wayne hey, Rooney, don't. David Beckham. Like a lot hey, of these players, they come here and we joke about the MLS. It's where, the retirement where league. Quality players go to die, right? Because they know yeah. they can come here and make money. They're not competing against major talent. They're not, you know what I'm saying? And yet- You're going to be the top tier- of, of the MLS, mm-hmm. even at the later stages of their of career. Their life. Right. And it's just like that to me, it's like, how are you going to drive talent into a league? We're not, uh, the MLS, I think so. I think, and, and here's what we're talking about. The best U.S. players don't even don't stay, stay a play in the U.S. They, they come well, overseas to play in I, the Bundesliga, the La, the La Liga, Serie A, and, and the Premier if League. If you're the best right. player, you want to play against the best talent. talent. Right, because that's what you're get Daddy always said. You don't get better by, by playing right. people worse than you. So, right. yeah. You may feel better, but, yeah. but you talk about the advertising. Hell? The English, or uh, I'm sorry, the MLS doesn't even have the most lucrative TV deal in the fucking United States. Well, yeah, go, go try and find a game on anything other than ESPN. Right. Or, or um, what is it? The MLS network? I, I think they have like their own network for free showing kick games. or something. Some yeah. Shit. MLS yeah. kick. Like, how, how are you going to drive people to view it if you don't even make it widely accessible? Like your TV deal doesn't account for that. Of course, there's going to be an issue. I mean, fuck. So. Well, I have hopes with someone like Arthur Blank, who owns the Falcons and Atlanta. The United. Braves and the United. Yeah. And fuck. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm, I, I have to have hope that someone of his business savvy will, will be able to help bring it up a notch or two or three or four. 
but I think we've got to roll back a little bit. I think part of the problem is, is that soccer is just not, or football slash soccer is just not as accessible in the U S like baseball, like basketball, like American football. Um, I sent you guys some pictures earlier today. The wife and I went, you know, for a hike and they have little parks throughout every, you know, every so often they have little parks and it's usually a volleyball court, a basketball court and a soccer court. Every single park has at least, you know, at least it has the basketball court and the soccer court. What was interesting is I came, I came across one today that was a little bit smaller. It's a half basketball court, but it's a full soccer court. Yeah, it's the same way in Mexico. You walk around there. I've, I've walked around some of the smaller cities, and you, you don't see basketball courts at all. I mean, it's all soccer field, you know, small soccer pitches. And if you go to a beach somewhere, nobody's playing volleyball. They're playing sand, sand football. Um, you know, so it, it's ingrained in the culture way more than it is here. And, you know, I mean, it's the joke of, you know, the, the, the kids come out of the womb with a football at their ball feet. At their feet, yep. You know, but again, and that doesn't happen in America. Think about I saw the, two separate guys stay jogging outside while dribbling a soccer ball. Yeah, but think about the accessibility to mm-hmm. just the sport itself, accessibility, right? Football, you need pads. You need pads. Even if you don't wear cleats, you need pads for protection, a helmet, right? Basketball. Well. Can't, you can't <laughs> play basketball on a fucking grass field. You need something to dribble a ball. Uh, right. Hockey, unless you have ice, you can't fucking play unless it's roller hockey. Soccer, you need a ball. You can play on concrete. You can play on clay. You can play on fucking grass. Like, like yeah. There's no. I yeah. mean, you can wear shin guards. You know, most people you that are playing pickup games right. obviously don't. Don't need them. Um, Baseball. It, you're, you're right. It's it's a soccer ball or football, and that's all you and, need. And some space right. play anywhere. Right. In space. Baseball. <laughs> everybody needs a glove. Even if you have one ball and one bat, everybody needs a fucking glove. But soccer, you need one ball and and a bunch of people. Like accessibility, it should be a no brainer. That's easy, and yet. And yet an in, in the U.S., it's not accessible. And, and the other thing is, is a, a couple years ago on SiriusXM, Ronaldo um, has a, a, a show on the soccer channel called WTF. Ronaldo talks football. And one of the things he was talking about is it's not only is it not accessible, but it's also kind of an elitist sport in the U.S. If you don't come from money, you're probably not – I mean, especially travel clubs. You're not going to get on a right, travel club, club and play unless, and- unless someone sponsors you because the shit's expensive. And you have to do a lot of traveling for it. And that should, that, that, that's a cost that most parents, especially, okay, the kind of people ethnically and culturally who might be attached to playing uh, uh, football slash soccer in the U.S. because of their cultural roots and backgrounds probably are not coming from a socioeconomic background that can even afford to compete and play in soccer at the level that their child is probably capable of in the U.S. Right. So there's another disconnect we have. I mean, to look at it you know, from a pure business standpoint, where's the return on investment? Right. I mean, you know, obviously it's more, it's way more than that, but you know, if I'm going to invest all this money in my kid to play, you know, football and they're going to make $50,000. What's the maximum at the MLS level. Right. That just doesn't make any sense. I mean, obviously, you know, we know there's a lot more involved in it than just that, but from a strict business standpoint, if you're looking at just dollars and cents, it doesn't make sense. But in terms of the popularity, like if I walk down the street and I poll a hundred people, at random, anybody, and I go, name me one player in the NFL. I think probably a, a hundred of those people could probably say Tom Brady. Probably say Tom Brady, right? They can tell me somebody. If I walk down the street and I say, tell me somebody from basketball, they can probably say LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Michael fucking Jordan. If I walk down the street, even if I go, who's the New England Patriots head coach? You, Alabama's head coach. Most people could probably tell me. If not all, most. 
If I walk down the street and poll 100 people at random and go, who's the most popular United States soccer player right now? How many of those people would be able to tell me anybody? Landon Donovan. But how many people oh, would be able Did to I tell just me that? Myself? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, and he's not the most popular one currently. That's what I mean, right? Yeah. Right? You, you, you know the big names because obviously, again, as a country, you know, we're patriotic. So when the World Cup rolls around, um, and, you know, every 20 years or so that we actually make it as, as the men's team, you know, people do watch then, you know, and, and they get invested um, for the first round until the, the, the men's team gets bounced. Out. So, uh, you know, they pick up the names there. But, yes, other than okay. that. No, no, uh, most of those people aren't going to say Christian Pulisic. Yet right now, he's probably the most dominant U.S. American, you know, American player. Uh, and, Haas, I mean, to your point, he's playing, yeah, doesn't play here. Yep. <laughs> he plays over there with you, you know. So, um, but to your point, Mac, you, you talk about that. I'm going to challenge what you just said. World Cup comes around every four years. People know. They follow. Really? I looked up the stats. Viewership. Do you know what the most viewed World Cup by American viewers was since 1994? No. I feel like I don't know that because you're sitting around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm being baited. <laughs> That's right. It was 2018. We weren't Portugal fucking Spain. in it. Yep. At Russia, we were not in it, and it was the most viewed World Cup. Well, mm. interestingly, because didn't we say mm. how much we enjoyed the fact that we didn't have to worry about how the u.s did we could just actually enjoy watch it as and fans. enjoy it yeah. yeah do you know yeah. what the least watched world cup was by american viewers since 1994 1994 yeah, and, no well there was no world cup in 96 it was, yeah, it was olympics uh no <laughs> world cup least viewed world cup no uh, i can't think of the name of the one that was in africa no fuck no and the Vuvuzelas? Fuck no. Oh, I love those. those were so great. <laughs> it was 2002. Japan, Korea combined hosted the World Cup. The, the lowest rated American viewership of World Cup we placed in the quarterfinals. Our deepest run since 1930. And nobody watched it. Not, not comparatively. That's, to me, that just boggles the mind. We make a deep run. Nobody watches it. We're not in it. Everybody watches it. Why? I, to me, I don't get that. And yet, it's, uh, there's, the there's, case. I mean, there's probably some of that, like being first, because don't have to have the embarrassment of, you know, being invested. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you uh, know you're not going to win the World <clears throat> Cup, so why am I even going to bother watching? Yeah. Right, kind of thought. Yeah. I mean, it's like you don't have to deal with the oh god the drama of it. You know. Yeah. I mean, in some of this, like I think. I can't remember what year it was. It's like we, we, you know, we needed Panama to like tie or something just to get in. And I think, I mean, at least I don't want to get sidetracked too much, uh, but I've always had issues with how the U S men's team was developed, how the players were selected. And I'm sure shit don't think we, yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's just been, we can get into that because that's part of, we like the sport. And I think we all looked on at how the men's team was run and we're like, what a fucking joke. Yes. Like these are our best players. There's no way. There's no way. Like, you know, there's clearly favoritism for how the roster was getting built and there was no vision. You know, there was, I don't know. Anyway. Well, I think there was, you know, I think there was some loyalty maybe to some of the veteran players um, over some of the up and coming people that maybe you needed to, you know, weed out some of those, those players that 
maybe you're kind of past their prime at this point, but they were holding on to him because of that loyalty, I guess. Uh, your Clint Dempsey's, your Landon Donovan's, but I mean, they were even your Michael Bradley's. I right. mean, he great oh, midfielder, yeah, well. great midfielder, yeah. but I mean, you know, not always with a good, sh- not always with a good head on his shoulders, though. Not a, and and he's lost a step or two, which is yeah, a problem. Yeah. Um, how many? But that brings can- up a great point of you know, I, I think the, you know, if we're talking about just the, the U.S. men's national team in general, I mean, I, I think it needs a complete revamp from the ground up, starting with the youth academy. I mean. You know, you look at some of these international teams, they're recruiting kids at, you know, eight, nine years old and bringing them into their programs, Right. you know, paying for them to, you know, paying for their schooling, paying for them to get, you know, training. That that doesn't happen here. Um, and until you do something like that and revamp that system, you're going to be a second tier team. That's just the way it is. Or lower. Or lower. Yeah. I, I'm being generous. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think with other sports too, um, there are so many natural systems that developed that kind of tell you and show you who the talent is to start bringing it to light at almost like a national recognition. I mean, you know, some of these recruiters at these college programs, I mean, they're getting to where like they know where a kid is in the backwoods of like, you know, middle of Montana and recruiting to bring them in. Um, but it's like, there's not that same level of awareness with well, American football top to bottom of like, you know who your up and comers are, you know, they're going to get pipelined and there's going to be some kind of central point where they, they culminate. Cause the only, the only place they can culminate is the men's national team for episodic performances because the MLS isn't, isn't good enough to okay. hold them in place and compete so that they had, they have their, econ- you know, they've got an, they've got money coming in so they can keep doing what they're doing. Right. You know, it's, it's a dead end or it's all the way to the top. Like there's, there's no in between of like a professional level that can really sustain that talent. But what's, where is the development league? Right. I mean, every other sport pretty much has one, you know, the MLS is the development. league. I mean, that's it, right. You, you look at, you know, baseball, you know, you have the A, you know, the farm system, the A's single A, double A, triple A. Well, and college. I mean, you in know, college, yeah. right? but, but you can, you know, if, if you don't want to go to college and still play, you just go to the farm system. You know, they, they, a lot of kids do that and they, they make their way up. Well, Mike, um, you, you know, know obviously, go ahead. you know, professional football, you know, American football, you have the college system. That's kind of the development league. Now uh, the NBA clearly has a development league that they run now as well. Right. There, there is nothing. You're right. I mean, the MLS you know I don't the even want to say it's, it's the development league for other, you know, other leagues around the country, and we're only churning out, you know, one or two players. Yeah, well, I mean, for those other leagues. Well, and like a, you know, an interesting example um, is, you know, like swimming. Obviously, there's nothing after that. It's either you're all into the Olympics or you just do it at the collegiate level. But yet, I mean, we had what out of I think it was just out of Stanford, weren't there like three, four, five Olympic athletes? that went on to compete, but and I'll use the university of Georgia as an example. It doesn't even have a, a, a team because if it were to add that program and have to sustain it financially, it has to add like two or three women's teams, you know, because of the, whatever, whatever rule. The title and, 11, I think. Or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and it's, uh, you know, and if you're university of Georgia, you're like, I'm not going to make a whole lot of money off of it. And it's only going to cost me a whole lot more. I'm going all in on this whole football thing 
right. you know, because it generates. Well, that's where the money time. is, right? Yeah. 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 To answer your question, Mac, you, I mean, well, you know the answer to your question because you've been to one of their games down here. But the USL, the United Soccer League, and the North American Soccer League are technically the, the, the developmental leagues for Major League Soccer. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it, it work the other is day. It, is it clean? Is it a, a good transition? No, but I'm just saying that is technically their lower division developmental leagues building up to the MLS. Go Raleigh Railhawks. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of two different questions here. The MLS and how that is kind of viewed in terms of American viewership. And then the, the men's national team, which I think we kind of jumped into by default there. So here's my question for you, gentlemen. Does the popularity of the MLS, is that predicated? on the popularity or status of the men's national team? Do you think? I do not believe so necessarily. I think the MLS can help boost up the popularity of the men's national team, but I don't feel like the men's national team helps make the MLS more popular. So I think it's its own entity. So what you're saying is if we went to a world cup and we won, God forbid we won, you don't think that would bolster popularity of MLS or, or football here in America? I think, here's what I think. I think you have your, uh, your, your fanatics, your fans like us of soccer, of American, of international football slash soccer. I think you have those people and they, they propagate and lift it up. I think it's interesting and hard to see where you can grab people out of a marketplace that is, it's fifth. It's fifth in American sports. Um, I mean, believe it or not, it's actually ahead of like tennis and golf, which I thought was interesting. And it's even ahead of the WWE, which, you know, I think is cool and ahead of motorsports. But, but, you know, um, it's competing against other growing sports, which are growing faster than it's growing, like esports, like pickleball, believe it or not, which is picking up a lot of steam the last year or two, mixed martial arts. Right, mixed martial arts and lacrosse. So it's having to compete against other things that are, more, I don't know, more relatable, I guess, because, again, it's kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier. It's just not something that is readily available to a lot of people. And I do think there's, like, a weird psychology, psychological connection with what we talked about with, like, the World Cup and not participating, you know, and the viewership was higher. Because, like, like, you know, like MMA, like, I mean, the percentage of people who have actually done mixed martial arts, like, at that level is so small. But yet you watch it just because you know you'll never do it. And it's just, like, this thing you get to see and enjoy. As opposed to, for some reason, there's some weird psychology to, like, a sport that, like, you feel like you want to be better at it. And you know we're not very good. And it just (laughs) bothers you to where, like, you know you're watching a substandard product. Well, I mean, Haas, you and I had the benefit of, of – we've watched a number of World Cups together in each other's presence. In 2014, you were here, moving out of Vegas, moving to Tennessee. You came here. You stayed with me during the World Cup. We actually – we went out and watched the United States versus Belgium. And, and, and that place – Grinch, you've been there. It's the English pub here close. We went there because – Cricketeers. Cricketeers because they show every goddamn game, which I love. But you and I went, and that place was, I mean, it was just a buzz with fuck. Because like you said, the fanatics, the people that want to watch, they're there. And it was Well, just, and I think, and I think every city has something like that, right? I know there's, yeah, a, of course. there's a place here in Charlotte that, that is kind of the local, 
you know, hang out for all of the, you know, international. And it's not just football. I mean, they do cricket, uh, you know, other sports like that. Real sports. Um, I get it. It's cool. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I think to me, though, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead and finish your thought. Go ahead. Me? Yeah, you. No, no, no. Please continue because I've now forgotten. Because I'd stopped listening to you. So I'm, I unlike, Grinch, level. unlike Grinch, <laughs> I'm actually drinking alcohol, so I now can't remember what I was saying. Fantastic. Um, and he actually <laughs> listens to you when you talk. I just, I just tuned so, it out. Like yeah, a horse, I don't even remember what he was saying. So like a I, horse I with the blinders. I was going to go down my own route with this anyway. Okay, then fine. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and ask you. I mentioned that I was going to ask you. 2022, Charlotte, they were awarded an MLS team. In 2022 yes. is their inaugural well, season. Well, 2021 was supposed to be, but thank you, COVID. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but 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 2022. Will you be watching the MLS now that Charlotte has a team? Yes. Because Hoff mentioned watch. if we were in Atlanta, we would probably be following it. I will watch and keep up with the team. Will you go to games? Uh, yeah, I will probably go to games um, because I think it will be easy to get seats because nobody's you know, watching. <laughs> no, nobody's watching. <laughs> hey, you know what though? I will say, you know, I've been to several. Um, you know, the international, you know, champions cup, champions yeah. league games that they've had here. And no, no, you know, not champions the, league. Don't say champions well, league. Thor, That's an entirely Thor, different Guinness. What is it? The Guinness champions, the, cup the champions cup. Yeah. It's a different, go ahead. Um, do you follow the rowdies door? I do actually. Okay. And, and I spent a season going to the games. Mac was, was nice enough to go to a game with me, but yeah, I spent a season going to the games and I do I like how you say, like I did, or you did you a favor or yeah, something. You did. You, did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you took pictures fun. for me. Uh, you kept him awake, <laughs> but I do, right? <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's a local team. They did have popularity in the seventies. They, they made a resurgence when they came back. Yes, I, I do follow them. Do I follow them as closely as I follow English premier league? No. Oh, I mean, I'll admit that. Well, and but that's, and that's as, valid- as we said at the outset, it's a different fucking game. They play it differently. It doesn't move as fast. It's not as 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 beautiful as other countries play it. So there is just a difference, and I think that difference is what creates well, that issue with us competing on a national level because we don't play at the same speed. I was hey, you bring up a good point, Hoss, because Charlotte obviously has a a feeder team, uh, the Charlotte Independence. Um, they play, I don't know, ten minutes from my house. How many? I've games? never gone to see a game. Right, right. But I will go see. You know, because I hope that, you know, again, to your point, it will be, you know, it's not going to be, you know, Liverpool, Manchester United, you know, any of those kind of, you know, that, that quality of play. But I hope that it will be a better quality of play than probably what you're going to see at that level. I mean, the the MLS team, uh, not MLS team, it's this uh, competitive to the Tampa Bay, or is it the Rail Hall? NASL. Well, that's, in, that's in Raleigh. But I'm saying, I get, like, you're not going to make that drive to go see that team. Right? right, I get that, but, but with but something ten minutes more from my local, house, and I'm not going and seeing them. Right. So, and and that's the at the outset of this entire discussion. As fans of the sport, we're not even really following MLS, and I guess it was just me trying to understand why. It, it, it's not well, that I we think, have a lack of understanding of the game, which is what my dad contends. That's why okay. most people don't. And I think you bring up a good point, though, because you know, and Grinch brought this up. It, for us, you know who do you who do you root for right well who's your team because i think you know that that's again back to part of the american culture and really the international culture right i mean you have a team in your area that you know your dad you know grew up rooting for his his dad grew up rooting for and it's a family thing you know 
for most of us, you know, granted, you've moved around a lot. You know, all of us live in an area right now where there isn't a team. So who do you root for? Well, you and team? I have. And, and, you know, and we've gone to the, the, the Orlando. Orlando City, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, got, I've got a team here. I mean, who who doesn't well, like watching Breck Shea? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I think, you know, it's much more common in Europe that, like, you have a local team and you feel like the, the community feels connected to it and they feel like it represents them. Right. So it's not even a premier invested. level team. But. Yeah, you know, and, and I know, like, at the lowest level, it's pretty common, you know, local game that everybody goes and hits the pub afterward, you know, and they have beers and hang out. Um, well, and I but, think... But with the United States, it's just a little different because we do move around a lot. And, like, I mean, even when I lived near Atlanta, like, I didn't think of it as – I, I, yes, I thought of Atlanta as representing the city of Atlanta, like the Falcons. And by association, you know, I wanted them to do well. But there's not, like, a regional representation necessarily. It's either you're in that city or you're not, and you either care or you don't. And there isn't anything that like you connect with otherwise. So it's like, there's nothing to build on. Man, well, I think you hit, you hit the nail on the head too. Um, bingo. Um, bingo yeah. <laughs> you know, you look at these other, you know, countries, well, what is football competing with, you know, in Spain? What, what is, what's the, you know, and I'm asking this as a general question, cause I don't really know what, what's the other big sport that they're competing against. Well, in England, I can tell you rugby, cricket, tennis, Tennis is huge over there. Um, but are they American, really competing against them, though, even right? American football has gotten to be gaining bigger. popularity in England. Right. But it's know, not at the same level. It's not. No, absolutely. But I think the difference in uh, – not – sorry. Grinch, what you were saying is, like, you live in, in England. Like, go into London, right? And you have, like, Arsenal, Chelsea, West Ham, Fulham. Like, a lot of those uh, stadiums are built right within the community. Right, like Craven Cottage at Fulham sits right on the river in London. Like the neighborhood is built up around the stadium here. Like go to Atlanta where we grew up. That stadium's in fucking downtown, but we live twenty six well, miles away. And did they we build a? Did they build a stadium for Atlanta United, or are they repurposing the Georgia Dome? No, they built the uh, the Mercedes Benz fucking stadium. But uh, well, it was. It but was that, built for but the that's Falcons where the Falcons and, play, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, and, and you see United that, right? They, they, nobody is really making the investment. The very few places I, I know, Charlotte's not doing it. They're they're going to play at Bank of America Stadium where the Panthers play, you know, and actually just close down the upper bowl so that it looks fuller. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, there, there's you know only where they've put teams like in Columbus or you know Kansas City where there isn't anything else have they built purpose built stadiums? Well, Orlando. For those Orlando That's was not playing a purpose at, built. Uh, no, Orlando was playing at Camping World Stadium in their Did they build season. Okay. They built the Orlando City of the Lions Stadium. And so it's like, I think, clearly I'm not paying attention to yes. that. But I think there's an important right. aspect of you know, the tendency is you put you put these venues in major metropolitan areas. But it's but you know, you know, the way the American cities work is you don't necessarily live where you work. Right. right. There's so now that is sprawl. a commute into a downtown right. area that may or may not have like a good surrounding community. Right. Unlike like in an England where that, that stadium is built right in a fucking the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you right. there's no way you couldn't know a game was playing, right. you know? <laughs> and, and the difference is like you go to England, I don't know, Austria, Haas, you may be able to speak to this. Like the city shuts down, right, in England on game day and everybody goes to the game. 
Like that's the thing. Or they're in a pub watching the game. Here, it's not like that. Well, so th- this city's a little bit different in in, in that regard. It's not as uh, soccer centric, probably as as other parts of Europe. I mean, they have their own soccer club here in Vienna and throughout Austria. And I think they have a couple players that are actually pretty decent to play. You know, in other leagues that are that are right. really really good, but. Yeah, it's obviously, you know, there are Irish pubs are a big deal here. For whatever reason, they love Irish whiskey, Scotch whiskey. They love Irish pubs. They, of course, they love soccer. You can go to any pub in this city on a Saturday or Sunday, and it is all soccer, all rugby, and some cricket. That, that's that's it. That's all that's on the TVs. That's all you're watching. I would love that. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, actually. Uh, and again, I don't want to digress too far to the European model of this sport because clearly there's a different approach to the sport over there than it is over here. One more stat that I just want to throw out there, which I think is interesting, is in terms of attendance to the game. Now, these are all 2019 numbers. The NFL, the average attendance among 32 teams, 67,000 fans on average. NHL and NBA, right around 17,500 to 18,000. MLB, 28,000. The MLS, 21. Now, I know that I, I saw a thing on Bleach Reports like, oh, MLS has eclipsed the NHL and the NBA. They're third in terms of attendance. Yeah, that's kind of a misnomer because the NHL and the NBA, their stadiums only seat on average like 18,500. Right. Right. So you're putting 17,800 in a stadium that seats 18,500. You're almost selling out. But to say MLS has eclipsed them because they see 21, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of those things. You look at fucking Atlanta United plays a Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That's a 70,000-seat stadium, but they're only putting 50,000 in the stands for the, ML, or for the MLS. That's a 20,000 difference, 20,000 fan discrepancy. So, well, and that, that goes back to like I, like I mentioned, you know, with the way they're going to handle the the Charlotte FC here. I mean, they're they're closing the entire upper bowl and blacking out the seats because they don't want to look like they can't fill the stadium. Yeah, so it looks full, even right. though they're only selling you know twenty thousand whatever seats right. for for the soccer, you know, the football matches. And that's what I'm saying. Camping World Stadium in Orlando, sixty eight thousand. Orlando Lions Stadium, I think, is like twenty four, twenty five. And I think most of the purpose built stadiums are around that um, that number. Because they want them to feel full. Full. So, but it is a combination of attendance at the game and viewership on TV. And, and clearly, I think viewership does struggle on TV because the competitive, like, I've got to divide my time against, you know, the NFL, the NHL, the NBA, tennis, pickleball, uh, you know, like all of those other things. And you're going, well, where's my time going? Well, not to the MLS because they don't have top talent. So, I don't know. And I think, you know, this was another kind of point they brought up in the article Grinch and I were reading. Um, the, the the human factor of international football. You know, I don't know if, you know, American society is ready to, you know, we want right and wrong, right? And you don't always get that with international football because it's, it, it's you know, what, three referees? Technically, I think two, two, refs, have, two refs. You in a can line. have a tie, and in America, you can't have no damn ties. There has to be a winner and a loser, by God. Right, but you know, you you do have the human. You know, I know they're bringing in virtual referees. You know, yeah, in some of the matches. Um, but I, I think honestly, that's going to hurt the sport because it's going to slow it down as you go to stop and go look at those things. Um, so you know, I think as a society, 
America does not necessarily like that. They want to see right and they want to see wrong. And, and you know, they're, they're willing to take five minutes to go review it to, to get it right. Whereas, you know, sometimes the cards just don't fall your way that day. It sucks. But. Yeah, this, this is the argument I had with my dad was, why does MLS struggle? He thinks it's a lack of understanding of the game and the pace of the game. And I said, okay, well, if that's the case, why isn't cricket more popular here in the United States? It's, a, it's, it's slower. And, and, of course, that's just a lack of understanding about how cricket works. And if you don't understand, you're like, why am I fucking watching this? Rugby? It's actually a beautiful game. It is. Rugby. Love rugby. But it's not yeah. as popular as American football Mm-mm. because it is constantly moving. And as there's a lack of understanding of how the sport works, where I they understand the how NFL works. Right there. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, I think clearly it's a combination of things. I just, I wish as a, a, a fan of the game that it was more popular here in America. And I don't know if that, if we need just a World Cup win, if that's what it's going to take to bolster viewership. And fanaticism for the game. I don't know if that's what it is, but it needs. We need a shot clock. We need. Is that what it is? <laughs> look, look, look. I've I, I've had this conversation with my dad. Wow, I definitely bro. think wow. football needs like kind of like a backcourt rule. Once you cross midfield, you don't get to go back. Then you're you have to make a play on the goal. Look, I, I think that would be a great amendment to the rules. I think yeah. that would be. But phenomenal. what about a sack? Now you've gone back. My boss sack. Wait, what? I don't know what we're talking about here. Can you you can't get a second? Shut up! You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I, they could amend rules, but it's just one of those things where I would love to see the. And maybe maybe it's just hearing Alexi Lawless's voice is what's the turnoff for people. Oh fuck! I don't it. know. They've, got, they've got to it. move on from that guy. They've got to <laughs> move on. We, we oh, it's so annoying. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I mean, I will say, and I'm again shamelessly stealing from the article Mac and I've referenced. You, you know. The, I mean, it is a popular sport. Like the youth programs are solid. You know, right. I get, this article says about three million children are playing it. You know, and that for every sport, that's that's really what they want. I mean, golf is all in. And I happen to live near you know a major golf venue. Community, right? And the PGA is going to get established. You know, not far from here is like their second home and all that. But I mean, Talk they're about huge an elitist into sport. wanting. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I've never played it. I don't play it. We should but play. They want to keep hooking people as early as possible because golf is like golf is something you can play for the entirety of your life. Yes. You know, right. so long as you've got the health. You can play uh, soccer. I mean, just a few years ago in Vegas, I was playing on an indoor league, and that was a shit ton of fun. Uh, yeah, but competitively. You're 60 and 70. Can you right. start playing? Well, that's that competitively. Damn right, I was putting need, people on the boards. You need other people to play, you know, right. as opposed to like. You're right. You can go out and play golf by yourself. Yeah. But, Unless you live in Vegas and it's 115 right, right. fucking degrees. I, yeah, out yeah, my, my point is, is that sex is more fun than masturbation, right? I'd rather play mm. with other people. <laughs> It's, it's a curious, hey, it's a curious you, pivot, but I'm going to do it and say, hey, you know what? Uh, hey, there's, there's some North America for that. is hosting uh, the World Cup or the FIFA, yeah, the World Cup yeah. in 2026. 2026 so that's going to be great. Grinch, I'm proud of you. I am proud yes. of you for not <laughs> you not maintain. taking the well, bait. Dude, horse, blinders. horse blinders, horse blinders. <laughs> He's played enough God ah, where he, he just doesn't get know, baited anymore. <laughs> fuck. That was. I, good. I think. I think mm. Grinch and I need to kind of finish this off and bring this full circle since yes. we've completely plagiarized this guy's article now. Yeah, might as well. Fuck it. <laughs> the and we can post a link to it on the Instagram page when we when we right. post this uh, video just to give him some shout out. But he brings up another great point of just 
the general American person. I mean, you know, typically our athletes are bigger. They weigh more. They're stronger than what is necessarily required for the, the game of international football. Right. You know, LeBron James you're talking about, is not going to play soccer. Yeah, LeBron James Dude, is not playing soccer. Could you imagine him soccer. as a forward? I mean, holy shit, who would box him out? He would just be well, like hitting every ball and, you know, f- I mean, uh, well, I mean you six, know, nine, 250 I, you know, pounds. Come on. Could you man. imagine a penalty box Holmes on a, on a wing, you know, just flying down the field, just, you know, juking people left and right. I mean, Oh yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the article definitely is solid. Um, and it does mention like your average player could be of any size, you know? So what Americans are used to seeing, they're like, you know, this dude's like five, five, you know, right. but uh, you know, the other thing, that I wanted to mention is, and I think other countries have this problem right now too, is I, I really love the world cup because I feel like the teams play in a way that represents their culture. You know, like the Brazilians have a certain style of play and movement. It's, it's almost dancey, you know, like, yeah. And one touch fluidity. Yeah. Like the Germans, you know, like they're very efficient and just kind of how they approach the game mechanical. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what's America works? Doing? Well, it works for the women's team. Losing to just, the black stars you, every World you Cup. Play, you play with a tremendous amount of heart, effort, and tenacity. Right. Right. And, and, and because they are at the forefront of, like, unlike with the men's, they got in pretty early on the women's cup, you know, that so, level. And, and they're competitive but the Americans every four years. are trying to just sort of outwork and they don't have the skill level to outplay. Right. And it doesn't work. You're, yeah. you're not going to be. You're, tr- you're trying to out hustle and be out, con- yeah. out condition the competition. Yeah. It so doesn't why work. did we manage to get to the peak of women's football, but not men's? There was a void. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, the other right, countries weren't so far ahead. Yeah. There was a void. And I think we were able to get ahead because there was a void worldwide. And that's one of the things we can't touch on. I mean, we've, we've talked about culture. Right, we've talked about cost, and those are two things that have hold us back. But I think the other one is competition. Um, you have an estimated 3.5 billion U.S. soccer fans. Okay. No, no. World, world soccer. World. I'm sorry, world soccer yes. fans. You have 20 million U.S. soccer fans. You have 20 million world soccer players. So you have as many people playing soccer worldwide as you have. Fans. Than we have as fans. How do we compete with that marketplace? If I'm a U.S. investor and I'm looking for, uh, you know, to make money, where am I going to put my money? I mean, I, you're going up against an already established product worldwide. If there's right. no money behind it, if there's no business behind propping it up and moving it forward, where do we start from to get it up to that next tier to well, be competitive? Here- I, I, I mean, I completely agree with you on that. I don't know how you do that. Uh, and that's why I asked the question, like, would winning a World Cup for the United States, would that help, like, kind of prop up football here in America? I think it was kind of a mixed bag there in terms of what everybody thought. I think just being competitive, but how are you competitive when you play an entirely different game than your competition? I mean, and I so, guess, go ahead. I was just going to say to compliment that point, I think, I think the irony of that statement is, I don't think we ever, ever will win one until we get the other stuff right. Because the team is more an indicator of what's 
like it's like the single focus indicator of what's lacking behind it of why it isn't as competitive as it needs to be. You have to fix the foundation. Yeah. If you you just fix the roof and there's no foundation there, it's going to just still crumble. Yeah. Don't be wrong. I mean, if we find a way to win, I'll try to find the goodness and build on it. It's just, it's going to be, I doubt we ever will until this other shit is like in place with a better foundation. Well, the interesting part is like, I live in Tampa Bay, the owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Glazer family, they own Manchester United. They're the principal owner, right? (laughs) Why not dump money into an American soccer team? Because you here. don't get rich wasting your money. Right, right. And, and, and that's <laughs> I mean, the thing. Like, that's what it boils down it. to. They see it. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Where I think we look at like bolstering MLS using the men's national team. Like you go, well, in the 90s, Steve Sampson, fucking garbage-ass coach, uh, 94, 98, did a fucking horrible job. And I think they said, we need to revamp. We need a different approach to our football team for the, the national team. And even I said, like, they need to bring in somebody, not an American. Like there's this... Grinch, like you said, egocentric approach to the sport, right? And so, like, bring in a non-American who knows the game and can bring a different approach to the game for the national team. They did that in Jurgen Klingsman, and that yielded nothing. But again, yeah, of course, it, they ran him can, off before he could put everything in place. I agree, so. but that's it's like, it, right? I mean, I mean you, you chased can, off Landon Donovan from crying out loud. Right. How many you can how bring many, in somebody to, to run the team, but if you're still not getting the players and you're not feeding them up to that level, he's, he, he's only as good as what he's got to work with, right? right? How many here can name the national men's national team coach? Is it, Anyone? Was it Bruce Arians? No, you're done. Next. Anyone? Can I get well, a he, he didn't, he, well, he made a play. He came in behind Jurgen Klinsmann, but I think he's already gone. He's too. gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's been yeah. gone. Uh, it, it's Bur, Burhalter. Uh, so, yeah. But again, most people couldn't tell you who the men's national team coach is, right? It's just one of those things where it's like there's just not enough popularity uh, about the sport, broad reaching popularity, to be able to talk about those things. It is what it is. I don't know what it's going to take to get us to that next level. If it is, again, building a system from the ground up from youth on up that drives people to want to play this sport. If it's the money, it's going, look, instead it's, of paying, I think instead of money. having a salary cap of 4 million, we're going to have a salary cap of a hundred million, right? And alter the landscape in terms of that. So people are going, I want to play soccer instead of I, I mean, baseball. As a country in America, I think it, it, you know, it's all about money. So, you know, how do you, again, you know, we've talked about this. How do you convince a kid, you know, oh, look, you can play this sport and go make $50,000 or you can invest your time and energy into going and playing this sport and, and make you know, a shit ton ne- never even start a game and make $700,000. Right. Or you, you can, can play, you can play sport uh, A and, and, and support your family or you can play sport B and have generational wealth. Right. right. Uh, like a Mookie bets for the LA Dodgers, 365 million on his contract. It's like, Dude, you swing a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. You run 90 feet to a fucking base, yet yep. you can't find the money. To well, pay as we America. talked about. Again, I that's mean, a whole other conversation. It's, I know. I know. It, it, baseball I know. has so much potential for advertising, you know. Right. <clears throat> it's, it, it's a weird situation. I, I mean, again, we can, we can do this all day long. I, I love you guys being here. I appreciate you talking with me about this. It was something I thought about all week, and I was just, well, for me. Great topic because we all really enjoy it. Yeah, and, and I, I threw the topic out late this week, but it was one of those. I was like, well, we haven't done sports, and I want to do a sport, but what? 
And this was like one of those things for me that was kind of polarizing. Mac, you and I have had this conversation for years. We've been to football matches and it's just like a lack of understanding as to why this sport is not more popular. I still struggle with it. I mean, 73 million people voted for Trump. So I guess I understand (laughs) stupidity, but I'm like, why is this not a more popular sport? And I I don't know what it's going to take to get there. 2018, America didn't make it into the World Cup. Grinch touched on it. It's going to be lightning in a bottle. I think um, like Grinch was saying, it's, it's the chicken and the egg, the irony of what you're going to, you're going to, you need this to get this, but how do you get there? Right. I think it's going to take two or three or maybe four phenomenal athletes to choose football slash soccer over yeah. other American sports first. Not but only we, that. We, and we may there. be seeing it right now, but, but it also would take a great coach to come in and bring a cohesiveness and a better elevation of how we play the game. All of that needs to be lightning in a bottle at the same time. I think. The, the other problem with that is, and I think you're right, but you have to manage to keep those players here. Here. Right? Because you can, you can cultivate those players, and then if they take off and go play overseas, what have you really accomplished? Um, you have to be able to figure out a way to convince them to stay and play in the MLS well, in order to bolster that league. Right. I'm okay with that sentiment, but I think what has to happen is I think you have to let like the Pulisic and whatever not come over and play and up their game. And then like Clint Dempsey, he was over here and then he went back and he's playing. He's been playing what in Oregon, right? With the Sounders for the last uh, four, five years or what? Or, or Seattle Sounders for several yeah. years. Um, I get your point, Mac, but I think the problem is, is that it's going to have to be a weird combination of things, lightning in a bottle kind of deal for that to happen. Will we see that in our lifetime? I hope so. I don't think it's realistic, but I hope so. I will say, and I think we can all agree, that football slash soccer is way more popular now in the U.S. than it was when we were kids. Yes. And so I have a lot of hope that is growing in the, and trending in the right direction. Yeah, all of um, this to say that we understand the sport is popular to the people that it's popular too but how do you no, grow that, that makes sense yeah. right how do you grow that uh yeah i mean look at the major players in the sport timmy howard goalkeeper for everton left there and went where where'd he go anyone anyone atlanta Bueller. nope Bueller. no uh colorado he went to colorado but you're playing at such a high level at everton in the english premier league and then you leave to go to colorado i don't think he think he, he thinks he made a mistake but that's an entirely different game and maybe it was like i'm at the end of my career i'm coming here i'm gonna retire clint dempsey playing for fulham english premier league comes here and plays for seattle yeah but hold on, that's a little different because seattle is that is a soccer culture you know uh, up there i mean it's amazing it to is watch. i'm not saying they don't oh. have their fan base i'm saying it's a different game but, but here's the, the reason seattle why. couldn't go to english premier league and compete okay fair enough here's yeah. the reason why up until recently what else did seattle have i mean you know obviously the seahawks have been good the last few years but prior the, to that they're, they're not competing against a whole lot of other games Oh wait, no. That that <laughs> wait a basketball minute. team left. Uh, I That's think you right. guys are still living in '94. <laughs> right, yeah. that team um, left. My bad. <laughs> um, but but you, if you look at the MLS, they have kind of been strategic in where they've placed some of these franchises, so they're not competing against other teams. Then for why viewers. Charlotte? Because nobody's watching the Panthers. Okay, because they're not competing here. against the Panthers. Nashville, Nashville's <laughs> also getting a soccer. You, you look at Nashville. Yeah. You know, because, Kansas because City, they have the Chiefs now, there. but they weren't right. good for there's, long. There's the a Columbus backbone crew. structure. Well, right. and that stadium's right in downtown. And 
Yeah, Which I mean, one? their stadium, uh, Nashville's. Oh, Nashville, yeah, 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 the Nissan yeah. Stadium, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I will say, too, um, you know, some of these high-end players, some of the other stuff may start contributing to decisions. I mean, surely money and competition are what's driving. But I have to believe a lot of people, like, want to stay in the United States because it's, it's home. It's what they know. I mean, right. you know, some adjust well to living overseas, but not everybody wants to live that way. And it, you just start point. building a few pieces like that. And then, you know, that might start retaining some more talent. You find some other ways to get the money, you know, through ads or, you know, through advertising deals, that kind of thing to where the monetary piece isn't so, so significant because I have to imagine too. I mean, some of these players like, yeah, they go over there and compete, but they're not stars. You know, they're like role players. Right. They're not like, well, you know, they're not like LeBron James or a Kobe Bryant. You know, they're not on that level over there. They well, are to no. us because they're one. They're unique, right? But yeah. I, I lied and said I only had one more statistic. That's actually not true. Uh, CBS News ranked the top fifty-two American athletes based on salary. Christian Pulisic, the most popular player for football, American soccer, not on the list. Forbes ranked the top sixty world athletes based on salary. Christian Pulisic, not on the list. EPL, because he plays for Chelsea, he is ranked number 28 on that list. So he's 28th. He makes $4.2 million a year. So, again, when you look at the, at the discrepancy, Lionel Messi, $92 million. Christian Pulisic, $4.2 million. Now, we know the salary cap for MLS here in America is $4 million. So Christian Pulisic, to come here and play, would, A, be playing with a different level in the game, which Haas, you've said, if you're not playing better competition, you're not getting any better. And he would have to be a designated player, one of three players on any team here in America because he makes over the salary cap. So why would he come here? I will take your silence as your answer. He wouldn't. Well, right. I mean, that's, yeah. I guess that was my point is right now that isn't the case. So yeah. these players won't stay. Right. It's those things, right, that start slowly changing you know, so like a onesie-twosie player goes, you know what? I, I could get better competition over there, but I can be in this city where I want to live near my family or whatever. And okay, so the pay is X amount different. I mean... But it has to be, I think, you know, I think the pay has to be within reason. I mean, it's yeah, such a it, disparity right now that it makes, you know... And in, well, you don't and want in it some to be cases, about the money, but it I, is. I would want to hear from these players that have come back and be like, are you that much better from having played over there? You know what I mean? Like, I, I know you want to play against really tough competition, but does that translate back? Like, does, does my, is Michael Bradley and Clinton Dempsey, were they better players for us well, having they, played in those Were they leagues? getting the quality play time that they would have been getting had they been in the U.S.? Well, yeah. not, not only that, they're playing in a completely – you know, I think, Grinch, you hit it or, or Haas hit it on you – know, Somebody earlier. hit it on the head. Hit the, hit something on the head, yeah. Nailed the um, head, yes. That every you know every country kind of plays a bit of a different style. Yeah. So yeah, you go over to the English Premier League and you play you know what they're used to playing, and then you come back here and you're going to be playing a completely different game. Yeah. You know, so yeah, to your point, you're right. I mean, you've learned a different style of play, and now you've got to come back and relearn. You know, the American play, whatever the hell it is we're playing here. Right, I, don't I, I don't know what to call it, but yeah. 
at the end of the day, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how you, you increase popularity of this sport. I don't know how you make it more competitive with the top four leagues in America. Hopefully it will happen. Hopefully it will happen. in our. I would love to see us win the World Cup in our lifetime. I, do I think that will happen? No. But well, I, I think see it. We're, we're gonna, I think we make the World Cup in 2026. That's my hopes. Oh, fuck, we better. <laughs> God damn. Uh, yeah. since, since we get an automatic bid. I was about yeah. to say, pretty sketchy. <laughs> it would be bad yeah. if we didn't. But, you know, I, I wonder, you see them adding teams to, to Nashville. I think Miami got a team not too long ago. Charlotte's getting a team. You know, yeah, is that, that, that was it, one of the ones. He's one of the owners of the Miami team. Yeah, Miami, is, that, yeah. is it a good sign? Because obviously, you know, they're looking at expansion. So well, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's clearly, growth. yeah, there's clearly growth. 1996, we started with 10 teams. 1998, they added Chicago Fire. 2001, they lost two teams in Tampa Bay Mutiny and Miami Fusion. And now in 2021, we're looking at 27 teams, going to be starting the field in March, technically. And then by 2023, we will have 30 teams. So, yes, I agree there's growth. I agree there is a certain level of popularity. Does it compete with the other major f- sports leagues in America right now? No, I don't think so. I would love to see it be able to do that. That's that's the big thing for me. So, uh, all right. So let's end there. Um, I do appreciate, as always, y'all's time. I appreciate our listeners' time. It is always an experience coming on here, hearing what you guys have to say. I love it. I value it. Thank you very much. As we wrap things up here, we invite all of our listeners to join the debate by dropping us a line at spirituddebates at gmail.com. You can send in topics you'd like us to debate, drink recipes you'd like us to try, or just general feedback on how to make the show better. And don't forget, you can always follow us on Instagram or Facebook at A Spirited Debate or on Twitter at Spirited Debates. Feel free to press follow, like, subscribe, whatever the fuck you got to do. And if you don't, as I said at the beginning, we're just happy that you're here listening and we hope that you continue. Until next time, yeah. we'd like to say, Roast Empire. Salute to <laughs> Cheers, gentlemen. Thank you. Such a bad.